Okay, let's get to a follow-up in the story we covered a couple of months ago as the World Health Organization has now officially called video games addictive, saying that gaming disorder can be described as recurrent video game playing that leads to impaired control over gaming, and it's when an individual gives gaming priority over their daily activities. And for more on this, let's bring in Michael Jacobus. He is the executive director of Reset Summer Camp, a camp program focused on treating unhealthy screen time. Michael, good afternoon, and welcome back to the show. Appreciate you joining us. Hey, my pleasure, Jeff. All right, just first of all, now that this is official, that the World Health Organization has officially recognized video games as addictive, uh, what does that mean uh, for somebody uh, like you who deals with this on a daily basis? Well, it's a step towards... um getting insurance companies and more health professionals to actually identify and work with and uh, train their own people to deal with this kind of problem. It's funny, a lot of um, therapists that we work with will report, uh, you know, a majority will report that gaming addiction and excessive screen time is present in their practices, but they don't have any training to deal with it because it's a different thing than a drug or an alcohol addiction. Yeah, moving forward, uh, with the World Health Organization officially calling video games addictive, uh, do you think whether it's insurance companies or uh, health uh, professionals or just the uh, average day person that uh, people will now take this uh, seriously? Well, the the thing that will make the biggest difference, and it'll still be a couple of years coming, is for uh, health insurance companies to recognize and acknowledge what the World Health Organization has decided and to make treatment something that's more accessible through insurance. Because right now, it's mostly private pay programs like ours and other sort of rehab facilities that can't charge insurance. We, we can charge for therapeutic time um, with a one-on-one therapist for dealing with anxiety and depression and other things that come from gaming disorder and gaming addiction, but we can't involve the insurance companies in the overall process yet. Yeah, just remind us, if you could, Michael, of what uh, being addicted to video games, uh, how that manifests itself, uh, what it does to an individual in their life. Well, it's kind of sad. I'm actually the parent of a former gaming-addicted kid who's now thankfully out of it and and living a healthy adult life. But um, the, the imbalance of dopamine and cortisol in your brain when you're playing these current video games that are kind of designed to keep you uh, glued and play again and and buy things in apps, uh, especially in young developing brains, um, they just don't know how to handle this flood of different chemicals. So the uh, loss of self-control, the quick rage, the quick to anger, the uh, sleep deprivation is huge uh, because kids are playing games till the wee hours of the morning. Um, they're neglecting their family uh, responsibilities or just their social interaction. Uh, their maturity is very stunted. Their social skills are very stunted, and it just gets worse and worse. Now that video games have officially been listed as addictive by who, the World Health Organization, do you think that uh, some organizations are going to have a uh, harder look at how these video games are uh, designed, and are they uh, taking advantage of certain people, and that uh, uh, they can be made, I guess, less addictive their design can be? Well, if you're asking me if there's going to be some corporate responsibility behind this and the companies that are making lots of money on the sale of these games, um, I certainly hope so. I do speak to gaming professional, you know, company professionals once in a while. 
about maybe leading the charge, much like gambling and uh, nicotine products have done in the past. If you've got a problem, then you need to recognize it, and maybe we can provide these resources to help. But so far, most of the gaming companies and social media platforms are objecting to this uh, decision, saying it's uh, not addictive and it's up to the parents to control how much screen time. And there's a point to that, but you know, nobody ever got addicted to Pac-Man or Space Invaders when I was a kid. You know, it's designed differently now to keep you in it and online and have to play again and have to do better. You know, it's just a different world. Uh, just finally, is this a, a good day uh, for you and uh, people who deal with uh, video game addiction? I would say so because, like I said, it's another step towards getting the health professional community on board with this is really a thing that's really helping really affecting the future of our children rather than just sort of blow it off as, as a passing thing that kids do to, to chew up some free time. It's really a problem, and it needs to be uh, dealt with professionally, medically, mental health-wise in, in any way possible. Michael, appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much for coming on today. Anytime, sir. Take care. All right. Michael Jacobus, Executive Director of Reset Summer Camp that uh, actually focuses on uh, unhealthy uh, screen time.